1: Attention fans, this is this the, Devil's the Devil's State, State of Mind, Mind podcast. podcast, brought to brought you by to the, you hockey the Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Now, now here's your host, here's your host Neil Villapiano.
0: Like the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, right now. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And with the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs just about to begin, there are so many different money lines or puck lines and bets that you can make One that I'm really banking on is for the Seattle Kraken to move on to the conference finals after the second round matchup against the Dallas Stars. They have a lot of momentum, and I think it really is a good bet to make for them to win the series. How many games they win in is up to you. But that's just an example of the many different types of bets you can make during these hockey playoffs. And if you want to get in on the action, here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit helpline ma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas City, plus 21 in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Well, welcome to a joint episode for podcasts. I'm Sam
1: Driscoll with the Caniac Report, and joining me is... Neil Villapiano of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So people are probably thinking, why are we doing this? Well, it's because we're meeting in the playoffs.
0: Um, first yeah. time
1: since two thousand nine,
0: I believe. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's not talk about that, please.
1: <laughs> I'm going to talk about almost every meeting we've had with the Devils in the playoffs. Oh, I'm sure.
0: I'm sure the Hurricanes fans would love to talk about all the times we played them in the playoffs, especially
1: at home <laughs> when we got Marty Brodeur a little upset. You see, Okanen. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Look, i'll do with, uh, Marty Brodeur, favorite all time hockey player, favorite all time hockey player. Love Marty Brodeur. I played a little nice. bit of goalie, so Marty Brodeur, special place in my heart. He's the goat for sure when it comes to the, to goaltending.
0: Mm. Absolutely love that. I love to hear that. He uh, he really got the crowd fired up last night in Game Seven right before we started. So I think uh I think he definitely had a little bit of a part to play in us getting the win last night. So I'll let you kind of talk about your your game last night. I, I watched a little bit of it didn't get to all
1: of it. because um, I know you'll want to at least lead up. You know, I'll let you lead up to where we are and then I'll lead up to where to where we are and why we're meeting.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, I literally just finished up uh, sharing um, an episode uh, recapping game seven. If you haven't yet, go check it out. Um, episode 59 of season four. Um, And go check out the podcast in general. If you, even if you're not a Devils fan, highly recommend checking it out. It's a great podcast. Try to get as much as we possibly can. But, um, you know, you look at the New Jersey Devils coming into the season, obviously, with very, you know, little expectations. I think throughout a lot of the league. Most of us didn't even expect to get into the playoffs. And I think if any of us did, which I definitely was one of them we were thinking, you know, where Florida is, right, or where the Islanders were, you know, a little wild card spot, you know, just happy to be there, maybe win a game or two, make it interesting, and uh, maybe we just get out of the first round, and that's that. But we ended up going on a magical season, a lot of ups and downs, mostly ups, and uh, certainly in some really exciting battles with the Carolina Hurricanes throughout the regular season. It was a battle to the very last game uh, of the regular season to determine uh, who would win the, uh, the Metropolitan Division, or as I like to call it, the division of death yeah, because um, <laughs> it is a grind to get through. It is an absolute grind to get through that division, but you go into the playoffs and lo and behold, because the hockey gods love chaos. They, they had us playing in New York Rangers in the first round, which for several weeks, we kind of knew where that was going. We kind of knew that that was going to end up most likely being the situation that we, we, we would be in. And going into the series, I felt confident. I really felt that this team could beat the Rangers Obviously, if you look around the league, not a lot of people agreed with that. seemed like most people were leaning towards the Rangers beating us and uh, beating us in some degrees very soundly. And I think when you look at how the first two games started with us getting blown out five to two in each game, respectively, I think it was easy for a lot of people to say, well, the Devils, you know, it was a nice little season, but, you know, the ride's going to end here. And, you know, Lindy Ruff made the biggest change of the series, and that was to play Akira Schmidt. And the Devils did not look back as they ended up, you know, rattling off four wins in in five games, you know, including, you know, winning game three in overtime, winning game four in regulation, blowing out the Rangers in game five. And then obviously game six, to which I actually had the pleasant or not so pleasant uh, (laughs) opportunity to be in attendance for, um, you know, the Rangers really got themselves going offensively, especially against the Kira Schmidt. So they did definitely had some confidence going into game number seven. But as the day progressed yesterday, I felt more and more confident the Devils would find a way to win, you know, as the day went on. And right from the opening puck drop, the Devils were ready to go. They wanted it more. They grinded it out. And eventually they got some goals past Jesterkin and ended up with a very dominant win. And despite a lot of different things, the penalties, you know, the big time, let's call it borderline illegal hits from Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba in the third period, um, the Devils fought tooth and nail and uh, got themselves another shutout win, shutting shutting out the Rangers in two of the final three games and win their first playoff series since the 2012 Cup final run. Akira Schmidt, two shutouts in three games. Uh, fifth goaltender, fifth rookie goaltender in NHL history to get a shutout in his first Game 7. So that's kind of a it's pretty remarkable thing for Akira Schmidt to do. And just for the whole Devils fan base, advancing to the second round of the playoffs is great. It, you know, it's phenomenal. But the fact that it was against the Rangers, the fact that a lot of people counted us out, a lot of people didn't think we would – when I said the Devils would win at seven because I knew this team could do it, and I knew it was going to be a drag it out, dog it out series, and it was. It lived up to the hype. It was one of the more entertaining series, I think, when you terms of longevity and different storylines that happened as that series progressed. But for the Devils to get over the over the hump over the Rangers. Beat them for the first time in a game seven. Lindy Ruff getting his first game seven win of his career. And not even the top guys, Jack Hughes, Nico Heesher, Brat, Dougie, any of those guys, they weren't the ones in game seven that had to come through. It was the workmanlike guys. Andre Palat, obviously, Mr. Game Seven, finding a way, getting two assists. John Marino had a hell of a game in game number seven, two assists, great defensive game. Michael McLeod, fourth liner with the game winner making it one nothing. Eric Holla, four goals and two assists so far in these playoffs, which I know for Hurricanes fans is probably not something you want to hear right now, but (laughs) just pointing that out, because he had a phenomenal first-round series. And I think that justifies the trading to acquire him in exchange for Pavel Zaka, considering where Zaka is in the Bruins and where the Devils are going into round number two. Um, You know, and Akira Schmidt, Schmido the Torpedo, whatever you want to call him uh just a tremendous story so far 4 and 1 in in the playoffs two shutouts already he has just been an absolute rock back there between the pipes and the devils got major bragging rights and now have an opportunity against another divisional opponent as they are uh they have a chance to make even more uh memories here in the second round of this uh, of the Stanley Cup playoffs which is starting on Wednesday night. And uh, I have to tell you, Sam, I could not be more excited to continue to talk Devils playoff hockey going into round number two. I mean, for me, uh, I thought the Rangers were going to win. I, I did. Um,
1: and for me, it was, I don't like to, be, I'm, I'm a goalie guy. Like you heard, love right. Marty Kordor, love Cam Ward, former Hurricane. Um, and for me, it was, i I couldn't, when I looked at all the series and I did my bracket, it was, okay, we'll, we'll take a look at goaltending. I used put goalie going out. So when mm-hmm. I, picked, I picked the Rangers in seven, but I knew the Devils were more than competent enough to, one, potentially win the series, but definitely get it to seven. I'm like, well, it's Shesterkin. I don't want to bet against Shesterkin. Same thing in Toronto. I'm like, I'm not going to bet against Vasilevsky. I'm not going to bet right. against Allmark. right? Right. And with the Hurricanes and the Islanders, it's like, I don't know if I want to bet against Sorokin, but that's literally all they have is Sorokin. Right. And in that case, we, we took care of business, but what well, I like to look at parallels and I can and I, should scare me a little bit when it comes to the devils. Is it reminds me of the 0506 Carolina hurricanes? You did what Ooh. they did, right? You started true. Your, your veteran goaltender and right. he got smoked twice. <laughs> and right that happened with the hurricanes. I think it was Marty Gerber. He got smoked twice at home. Mm-hmm. Against Montreal. And then you go to the rookie Cam Ward and that, that's all she wrote. Cam Ward took Ooh. over. And decide what happens is what happened to you. And I was thinking, wow, this is parallel. This is kind of eerie. Very similar to Cam Ward. So you know, if you got got yourself a Cam
0: Ward there, you're gonna be you're gonna be more than okay in the future for sure. The funny thing is that um someone mentioned to us um when Akira Schmidt was announced the starter for game three that in nineteen ninety-four. Uh, Marty, Marty Berner was the backup goalie um, to start the playoffs. And they went down 0-2 to Boston. Marty comes in and he starts playing out of his mind and guides the Devils all the way to game seven of the conference finals. So everybody's like, no. <laughs> I mean, I even had my dad t- say to me, you know, Neil, you know, this, is the, this is Kira Schmidt kid kind of giving shades of Marty. And I'm like, all right, all right, let's 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 not <laughs> let's not go over the top. It's the first round. You know, we got a lot more work to do. but." You know, you bring up a good point with Cam Ward as well. You know, Cam Ward comes in and yeah, yeah, he did beat the Devils. Um, but nonetheless, that you know, he he had a phenomenal playoff year and he you know guided the Hurricanes to a Stanley Cup and it was uh you know it's it was a phenomenal job and a great move to put him in. And uh, obviously, if you're a Devils fan, you kind of hope that that trajectory um, continues with Akira Kira Schmidt uh, going into round number two. Um, it's really gonna be interesting with the goaltending uh in this series between the canes and devils.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, and for I guess for us kind of getting to, to where we are now with the hurricanes, you know, down this really the, the whole season, Carolina's dominant. We really controlled that division, I would say for most of the season, especially at the end, except at the beginning, y'all had I think a 10 point lead on uh, mm-hmm. in the division. We overcame that and we took
0: over and we steadily held it the whole the whole year to even yeah. to the it was so hard to keep pace with you guys. It was so, every time we, the funny thing was always like, when we would lose a game, you guys would also lose in regulation. So we'd be like, well, there was an opportunity to catch up when we win. Nah, it doesn't matter. You guys, you guys still won it anyway. Or if we lost in a shootout of regulation, you guys still won the game anyway. So it was, it was hard to keep up. That's for sure.
1: I mean, it was, it was tight it was a tight, tight race. And for the Hurricanes, it really mattered. Home ice, I think, mattered more for the Hurricanes because of the injury luck that the Hurricanes did not have down the right. stretch. You know, mm-hmm. in January, we got ready back, and in the five games, it's like, oh, my goodness, we got him. We got our goal score, and it cost us a penny, and he's awesome, and then he's hurt again on a fluke play. I'm at that game. I watch it happen, and I'm like, oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, months after that, it's fetch goes down. We never we never really had Andre Kasha. And right. so you need, you need something to go into the playoffs that, that benefits you because you're about to go up against, no matter who you play, if somehow things transpired that the Devils fell, the Rangers came up, we're playing the Devils. If it happens, we're playing the Rangers. I mean, you're playing the Islanders. And it's all three of these teams have good goaltenders. Vanacek was a very great regular season goalie. Mm-hmm. Berkin is Shesterkin, and we're more than familiar with him from last season. Oh, yeah. Sorokin, in my opinion, is the best goalie, was the best goalie in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, most skilled guy. And uh, and we want how much. You want to be able to come home because, in my in my opinion, i I've always going to believe this. The Hurricanes have the loudest house in the National Hockey League. And home ice is huge for us oh, yeah. and our players. And we needed that, especially against a team like the Islanders and going through, because now with Boston out, the Hurricanes have de facto home ice throughout the whole playoffs. There's not a team in the playoffs who's going to have home ice against the Carolina Hurricanes. Correct. You need every advantage you have when you're basically an entire top line is out and especially and right. ready and Kasha. I mean, for a lot of teams, that's a, Top six that's top six line. Yeah. And we have Aho, he's great. Natchez didn't really show up. So I mean if Nature shows up, that's a different story. Code Kinyemi, great defensively, need a little bit more offense from him. But that was really the story down the stretch. Is Carolina had to rely on their system. And honestly, it's playing a little devil's hockey from 01-02 that early year where they would win two to one, one to nothing, three to two. Right. But they would still win, and they were great because of their backstopping and Brodor. Their defense was solid. Mm-hmm. The Hurricanes have the absolute best, not the best defensive core in the league with Slavin Burns. I mean, as a Canes fan, it's like, oh my God, we have Brent Burns on our team, <laughs> a team who we went through a dark period of time for about ten years where no one wanted to come to Carolina, and now we're able to convince a player like him to waive his no trade clause to come to Carolina.
0: Him wearing a single number eight is just looks weird. I know Nate just got 88 already, but just like, I don't know. It just looks weird sometimes with him, just a singular eight instead of his <laughs> usual 88 jersey. Yeah, no, I mean, I,
1: it's it's unusual too. But I just, what he's done for this team, you know, Rod says he's wishing he had him longer. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I had him longer too. Maybe we would have made the playoffs one of those years that we missed. Maybe, but, but he's been great. And our defense is where our offense is coming from. And our defense is what's kept us in these games. If you look in the Islander series to get to where we are now, uh, our defense score, Brent Burns, I think is our leading point scorer. And he doesn't have goals, but he's got all kinds of assists. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, your, your stars are doing fine. And that's what mm-hmm. you need a little bit more from nature's um, as someone who, was furious when you guys got Timo Meyer, and I mean, I about lost it when you got Timo Meyer. I think I, a lot of
0: uh, Hurricanes fans messaged me that day and were like, "I really hate your team."
1: And I'm like, yeah.
0: I'm "Like, I don't know what to tell you about that."
1: I, I was, and, and I mean, I some people say you overpaid. I don't agree. <laughs> I I think, in, in my opinion. In a position where the Devils were, they were far ahead of schedule in their rebuild. I think if you guys are teetering, it's probably not a move you make, but you guys were solidly in the playoffs, solidly going to be a potential number one seed. It's right. a deal to make. And in my opinion, Carolina's biggest Achilles heel has been the unwillingness to mortgage the future for the now. And sometimes I think it's necessary. <laughs> and I think this series is going to show who was right. Right. It wasn't right. the Hurricanes management. And right now, I think your management is more correct, but we'll see. Meyer didn't do squat in the first round. So, I mean, I, would,
0: I... I will just say about Timo, though, it wasn't from a lack of trying. He ended up with the most, the highest expected goals percentage of anybody on the team. He went through hell and back that entire series physically. I mean, just look at game seven for a prime example of that. He had definitely yeah, a good yeah. amount of bad puck luck going for him. Um, but obviously, you know, you want him to get going, and for the Devils to get to round two without him getting going, uh, is a positive and also a negative. And you're hoping that in round two he does get going. I mean, I think for for Carol, if you want to look at two players, that it's, it's going
1: to be it, right? I think you know your comparables for you know Jack Hughes and Sebastian Aho, right? You've got these all stars that lead your teams. Hughes for you, Aho for us. They're going. Hughes is all an elite player. I thoroughly really wish we had him. He's amazing. <laughs> Aho is the same when he gets going, he's going and he's going toward the, you know, in that Islanders series. Played great. He was over a point per game. And I think the players that are going to be to watch for the Hurricanes, Marty Natus and then Timo Meyer because those are the two people who, you know, if they don't show up, the series is probably going to be really tight. If Natchez shows, Meyer doesn't. I think this series could be shorter than seven. I really think it's going to seven. And then I agree. And then you got, you know, if Meyer shows up and Carolina does in the series is, again, I think going to be short and that's going to be a problem uh, because at the end, a goaltending, we'll see again, you know, younger goalie and youth you and we have uh, Ronta and Anderson. We'll see. <laughs> Anderson <laughs> doesn't have the greatest playoff history in his career. Ronta's mm-hmm. fine with Carolina. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think you have a lot of unknowns with both teams that are just going to make, in my opinion, this series more exciting. And I think than most, um, maybe the Kraken one will be interesting, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this series. I think it's going to be more exciting than than a lot of people are going to give it credit for.
0: The funny thing is, and kind of mentioned it earlier, um, you know, when you look at the history between these two franchises in the playoffs, and granted, they haven't played a ton of times over the over the years, but every single time, I believe, the Hurricanes have come out on top. You look at 2002 when the Hurricanes went to the final against Detroit. First round, they took on the Devils, knocked them out. Uh, 2006, knocked out the Devils. Uh, 2009, knocked out the Devils. So clearly, if you're a older Devils fan, um, that still sits with you. It still sits with me. But the funny thing about it is that there's been such a long time between that last time these two teams faced to now that I don't know if there's necessarily a built hatred between the two fan bases because they haven't played each other that often in the playoffs. And this is the first time in a while where both teams are at very high levels. I mean, from a points perspective, you have the top two teams left in the NHL going up against one another right now. Hurricanes finished in second overall in the league and the Devils finished in third. So this is going to be a really exciting matchup. And I've already had people say to me, well, the Hurricanes are kind of depleted. You know, they don't have uh, Pacioretty. They don't have Um, They don't have Tavo Taravainen, at least it might correct on that. Is he out for the playoffs or is he, can he come back? uh it's out indefinitely my when you shatter your
1: hand on a tomahawk chop from
0: yeah Yeah. i figured i figured that was the case but yeah so like you look at that off you know on paper and say well this is going to be difficult for the hurricanes i say the devils look at it this way the hurricanes are one of the most well-coached teams in the nhl and as you mentioned sam great defense and that's how you counter a really good offense. And this is what New Jersey has. We have a really good offense that when it's clicking, and you saw it in several games against the Rangers, when it's clicking, it is very, very hard to slow down. The Devils are going to come at you with a lot of speed and everything. And it's going to be a challenge for New Jersey against a really good defense. And both on Ronta and Freddie Anderson each can play well in net when they got things rolling particularly on t especially when he's at home. We saw it last year against Boston. I'd see it this year again, kind of the same thing. For the Devils, I think the big question mark for them is actually this. Now that they've gotten past the Rangers, now that they've won a playoff series, where is their mindset? Are they looking at it like now, again, playing with house money, as Jack Hughes put it? Do they look at it like, do they get a big head and say, well, we, you know, now we're just going to like really get rolling here. It's like, you still got a long way to go, and you played Carolina four times this year, got points in three of the four, and won the season series points wise. But this is still a very, very dangerous Hurricanes team. Rob Brindamore is a hell of a coach, and as you mentioned, the atmosphere in Raleigh is is very, very good, very raucous. It's gonna be it's gonna be a madhouse in games one and two. Make no mistake about it. And for the Devils, also they've only had a day to rest. And then game one is Wednesday, right? So, like, re- the, the, the Hurricanes have been sitting around for a couple of days. That's kind of a good and bad, depending on how you look at it. But nonetheless, uh, the Devils kind of have to, like, refocus right away and say, okay, we got through the first round, had to go seven games. Now we're in for what probably will be another very long series against another divisional opponent. But the Hurricanes still worry me because you mentioned Martin, Martin Aitchis, one of the most underrated players, in my opinion, in the NHL, I don't think he gets talked about enough. He gets going, especially with Aho playing well and several other guys, Jacob Slaven really doing well on the back end. It, the Devils are gonna have problems. And and if the Hurricanes start playing physical, you know, good defense, that's something the Devils struggled with. struggle with. They struggled with it against the Islanders, against the Panthers, teams like that. So the Devils should look at it and not take the Hurricanes lightly because this is still a very dangerous team.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the more interesting series. And I, I'm looking forward to the goaltending battle because, one, if it's ready, or two, if we rotate, Rod's being coy with the media, which again, I, I love our coach because he likes to do that. Uh, he's not naming a starter, and we won't know until 6 30 tomorrow who's starting in goal for Carolina. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think Anderson has earned after his performance. In game six I think he earned a shot at starting this series and I think it's good because reality Ronta's made of paper. you touch him and he could very easily break um, Freddie is the more durable of the two. so I would I would like to see what Anderson can do. you're at home you've got a, a shot at this. Um, if they go to Ronta, Ronta's record is out is second to none when it comes to playing at home. Um, and if I remember, I think the Devils had the best road record of the season. Um, they did. They, they finished football.
0: as the best road team in the NHL this year. Yep. So it wouldn't even shock me
1: if Carolina loses both, you know, like the Rangers series. We lose both at home and then we win both in New Jersey. That wouldn't right. shock me per se. And I know Carolina's home record significantly better than the road, but sometimes you just get these wonky things that happen. And so far, the road teams in the playoffs have been really good. I wouldn't be shocked again to see you know uh it get a little feisty but i really don't think either of these teams are built that way to be overly nasty with each other and i think you're right there's just not that history there now and there will be after the series for sure i mean no 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 doubt about its playoffs you're (laughs) gonna have it (laughs) and uh, and i'll tell you this right now i've never had any issues with devils fans but I'm sure as hell happy that I don't have to deal with Rangers fans. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Because if I had to see yeah. blue in that arena on Wednesday and Friday, I probably would have had a little bit of an attitude. I've been a big a proponent of, you uh, <laughs> know, restricting. And I think a lot of small market teams are. Florida, we still do it. Um I don't think it's really necessary for the Devils. Um I don't no. know. I don't know if y'all are really, I mean, Rangers fans travel, Toronto fans travel. I, I really did. I didn't really see a lot Dallas of fans.
0: fans do travel, but it's not as much as some other fan bases, I would say. So, and I think, and even then, like it can be
1: tense. I mean, I saw, I think, I think you posted a video of a, of a, of a devil's
0: like person who, like one of their uh, cheer squad get punched in the face. My Rangers, Correct. Like, yeah. What? That oh, happened. Gosh. Yeah, I know that happened after um, Eric Hall, had made it three nothing. And we have this, uh, the Devils have this like um fan engagement group called the Woo Crew. You know, they go around, get people excited. They're like cheerleaders, but not really. Like they don't yeah. wear cheerleading outfits. And the guy was just doing his job. And I don't know why this Ranger fan felt, and I actually just saw before we jumped on a second video. The guy actually punched them twice. Um, there was only, you saw only one in most videos, but there was a second one. The devils, by the way, are have been made aware of it. Um and we'll see what happens. Apparently, they're having an investigation on it right now. I know a Devils fan also got put in a chokehold in game five from a Ranger fan. So, <laughs> yeah, kind of not surprised. <laughs> I got, I mean, I was at game six in the garden, I got spit on. So, oh my you God. Know. No, yeah, I, mean, it's, like, you, I know Hurricanes fans are passionate, but I know they won't go over the line like that. I just know they won't. I mean that's not really in our DNA. I mean
1: I've seen a couple times where I'm like, "Yo, chill. <laughs> but it it's not it's not often. I, the only the one thing that I had that would happen and uh, back in the day when we would play Buffalo, there would be more fights in the stands than there would be in the in, on the ice. <laughs> right. Carolina and Buffalo fans did not like each other at all. Apparently not. And then we have. It just, I, I'm happy that the two, in my opinion, worst fan bases are gone in New York and Boston. Just go away, go away. We don't want to see you anymore. We're I'm, done. I'm happy for Florida. I'm actually really happy for Florida. I'm like, you know what? Good for you. I like your head coach and Paul Maurice and former Kane and um the stallers. I mean, I got a big. Everyone knows who listens to us that I've been the biggest proponent of let's get the Stahl brothers
0: back for one more run. Yeah, Uh, I'm surprised they haven't gotten all three. I feel like that needs to be mandatory.
1: I would love it. I mean, honestly, I think Stahl can play. I think either Mark and Eric can play another year, and Jordan's got several left in his tank. I know that. So I'm like, I bring Mark and Eric. Mark's a great sixth, seventh defenseman. Eric Stahl, good fourth-line player. He can play with Jordan next year because I think Stahl, uh, Jordan's going to be fourth-line center. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's a great that's that's still so good. <laughs> and that's petition
0: to get all all three stalls to play together. We'll start a petition and we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> I would love that.
1: Yeah. Um, what's your uh you know, what's your prediction for this round? What do you think is gonna happen?
0: You know, I think honestly it's a coin flip in many ways. I think you could pick either one of these teams to win, and I don't think you'd get a lot of like pushback from either fan base because I think The one thing that I I don't think we talked about enough, these teams and the way they play and even how they're structured, especially, you know, the Hurricanes fully healthy, very similar, very similar in how they play and how everything's orchestrated. Um, It's going to be a battle for the Devils. It really is. It's going to be another challenge. But one thing this Devils team loves to do, they love a challenge and they love to prove people wrong. I've already seen a lot of people predict the Devils to lose. And I get that. (laughs) I totally get it. Uh, Keith Yandel in particular, not a huge fan of his work, uh, both off the ice and on, um, but nonetheless, I do think this is going to go seven and I'm going to take, uh, and again, it's going to sound biased, but I'm going <laughs> to take the Devils uh, in seven games in this one because um, I, I, I just think it's going to be a back and forth series. Both teams are going to have a lot of big opportunities. We're going to have some big time moments and I think it's going to have to go the distance. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I start like I'm not pushing back
1: on it at all for sure. Um, I, I think Carolina. I mean, I've seen the other way, right? I've seen everyone saying, "Oh, Carolina's is not going to win," and I think that's fair. Our offense is more depleted, I think, than any other team in the playoffs. Our entries are worse. I think the only one who came close was Colorado, and they got they they lost. So, mm-hmm. I mean. I think you've got two teams and, and how you look at it. I think you got two teams with goaltending who's about probably very even. Medek Vanichek and Schmidt. I think either of those two guys are more than capable of winning hockey games. Ronta and Anderson. And honestly, if you want to throw Kochetkov in there for us.
0: Kochetkov, yeah.
1: More than capable of winning. Kochetkov is the when we beat you guys in the regular season, I was there. That dude stood on his head like an absolute that was the that was his best game of the season was against New mm-hmm. Jersey. So I know Kachetkov, Anderson, Ronta. I think the goaltending battle is going to be very close. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be whose goalie falters, and I think one of them probably will. Yeah. Uh, offense clear advantage to New Jersey. I don't think anyone could argue otherwise. <laughs> then I think defensively, I'm more than knowledgeable on what Dougie Hamilton's body of work is on the other side of the puck. It is not good, um, and this team. Really- oh, I know.
0: I'm having a lot of fun with Dougie <laughs> on the back end.
1: And we we are more than familiar with how to handle Dougie Hamilton. He can be walked, and we got a lot of fast guys who can walk him. But right. offensively, that's you. Defensively, that's us. Gold tending, I think, is going to be the story. And it's whether You're right. If, it's Schmidt. if he plays like Marty Brodeur, Cam Ward of you know two thousand five, two thousand six, and Marty Brodeur of his whole career. in this playoff series, I think the Devils are going to win it in seven. I think if Carolina gets the goaltending they need and their defense is stout, Carolina in seven. But obviously, as a Hurricanes fan, I'm going to pick Carolina in seven because I'm paying for the game, and I don't want to, you know, waste money. But <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I, don't I think you. it's going to be fun. I wanted to go to seven only because I think the series is just going to be that exciting and that much fun. I, I agree. The Florida Panthers or Toronto Maple Leafs awaits one of us. Do you have a preference there?
0: Do you want to play? No, nope. nope, I don't because – I've said it before about the Devils. They have proven this year they can beat anybody they play if they just keep believing in themselves. So for me, I don't have a preference as to who we play. Um, right now, my focus, again, is on you guys. And then, we'll, you know, we'll figure it out, you know, wherever the chips may lie at the end of this. Um, but, yeah, in terms of that series, um, no, I don't have a preference. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fun either way. And same thing for you guys, whoever – if you guys move on and play one of those two I think it'll be a great series as well. So I think we're I think we're in for a lot more exciting hockey moving forward. I'm looking forward to it. um game one, who's winning? I, I think, damn, this is hard. This is hard <laughs> because I don't know how the devils are gonna, you know, react I, I feel it's it's tough, but I, I think the devils are gonna find a way to sneak one. I'm gonna go with like three to two in overtime. I, that's my prediction for game seven, and I was wrong completely. <laughs> But I, I feel like game One's going to go to overtime. I just have like a weird feeling it's like not going to be, you know, like, I know, I know, especially for the Devils after <laughs> how long the first round took, you know, After getting, considering how game six ended for you guys um, against the Islanders. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go 3-2 Devils in overtime. I
1: think Carolina is going to jump out quick. I think we're going to win 5-1. to And I think game two is when we're
0: going to get shocked at home. Well, uh, the Devils this season, so far in the regular in the playoffs, the only way they lose is that they get blown out. <laughs> they proved in against the Rangers, so it, it wouldn't be surprised they kept that trend. I think it. I, I'm looking forward to
1: it. I know you are. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us
0: on yours too. Of
1: it's going to be uh, fun. We'll have to do it again. Uh, maybe recap the series at the end and just chat a little bit about it.
0: Yeah, I'm absolutely. Um, I'm absolutely down to do it. Really quick. Ah, uh, Devil State of Mind podcast. New episodes out usually every Monday and Thursday, but we'll have a new episode out every day on um, the day after every game. So same thing like you saw in the Rangers series. You'll see here against Carolina. Uh, we're on Twitter at Devil State, Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and like us on Facebook uh, as well. And uh, Sam, for my listeners, because got a lot of people listening, uh, let the folks that don't know where they can find you guys.
1: Yeah, you can find us on any of the major podcasting uh, websites that you choose: Apple, Amazon, Spotify um we are you can follow us on twitter at the caniac report um instagram as well and we are right now normally we do an episode about an hour long every week For so the playoffs a little different we're doing an episode after every game we want to talk about the game because after a week yeah, it's not really good enough right. so we're doing gotcha. every game chatting about it please listen to ours we'd love to have you um you will and look i am i am i am probably the more emotional driven one my colleague is a little bit more of the you know, keep it level. But um I'm always fair and I'm not a big of, as big of a homer. I will I will hit on this team when they need to be <laughs> and this team has had moments where I have wanted to talk about that. I respect um, that. But please listen. We'd love to have you. We'd like to interact with people too. So if you ever have questions, send them our way more than happy to do that.
0: Yes. All right. Thanks for joining. Yeah of course. Thank you guys so much for listening and uh, let's have a fun series, shall we? Indeed. Devils fans, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium auto at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. And there are three features with the Raycon wireless earbuds that I enjoy the most. Noise canceling, they are waterproof, and They also don't come out of your ears very easily. They stick onto them very, very well. And, you know, you could shake your head and everything and they stay in very firm. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you could pay as low as $18 at checkout. Yes, $18. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They also have over 50000 five-star reviews. And here are a list of some of the other major features. Three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, awareness mode, custom gel tip for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear quality, water and sweat resistant, and eight hours of playtime in everyday earbuds. And if you want to get yourself a pair or a couple, here's what you do. You go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN.